Another one of the sayings of the, the Buddha commending mindfulness of the body. It was saying that uh, just as all the rivers and streams, wherever they come from, whatever direction they're going into, will always eventually feed into the great ocean. So it is, he said, that all states which are conducive to wisdom and awakening, no matter which way, where they arise from, they'll always feed into mindfulness of the body, always collect in mindfulness of the body. So this is a nice image. Um, Mindfulness of the body acts as a kind of reservoir for our um, happiness, uh, also our unhappiness. Yeah. So there's a lot of we talk about emotional stress and neurological fatigue and things like that. You, there's definitely a strong bodily effect. What most of us experience from time to time. Sometimes it becomes chronic. You don't really. Yes, when you come on retreat, you feel pretty bruised and stale or jangled or <laughs> falling asleep or whatever it is. Because yeah, you actually you switch off the, the unplug, you know, you go acoustic, as it were, from all the stuff that's normally keeping things moving, keeping things alive, keeping things happy. And you just come back to this your basic reservoir and you find there's actually some disturbance, some toxins you might say there. So it's naturally not what not good news. <laughs> but the uh uh there's always this sense in which all these things are surmountable, you know. And uh, uh saying uh, all phenomena are surmountable by wisdom. It's a saying of the Buddha. Wisdom arises from mindfulness. Mindfulness arises based in the body. So even when we're mindful of the mind, you're mindful of the mind by recognizing the effects it has in your body. This is a way to be to at least to begin, you know. So when we say the mind, we mean this uh the emotional patterns, the energies, the rhythms, the kind of um harmful or uplifting effects that psychological, emotional states have, memories have. Sometimes memories make you wince or feel really um, you know, contracted. Sometimes they make you feel blooming and blossoming and warm and you know, uplifted. Yeah, and those are not just those you you only recognise them as mind states, but they definitely have a bodily effect. They, and we mean the body. Uh, we're not talking primarily about the flesh and bones, but you might say the nervous system. You know, the scent, the feeling of the body, the overall feeling. 
you know, feeling of uplift or pressure. A lot of the language actually rec- resonates with this, doesn't it? You say, oh, someone's really on my back. Nobody's on your back. You know, got a weight on my shoulders. You know? <laughs> you know? Or you actually can feel fear in, in, your, in your abdomen, in your guts. You feel it pressing in your, in your guts. Or you feel a constriction, tightness in your chest. Or your throat chokes up. So these are mental and psychological phenomena resonate, have their effects on the body. In fact, it's probably more accurate to say the two are not are the same system. They just have different ways of expressing the same experiences. So your emotions are actually mental or, or heart readouts of basic trembles and effects in the nervous system. So we could start to uh, acknowledge negative effects in terms of dullness, restlessness, you know, to you know, fundamental um, dis- imbalances, feeling stagnant or feeling just very agitated. And then the various patterns that or, or um, programs that come out of that, the craving for something to get excited by to lift you know so we get craving sense desire or feeling crabby and grouchy having ill will Mm. or restless or just the unsettled vacillating state and simple instruction really with all this just to breathe through it you know unhook the topic Go to, if you like, to the the basic feeling of, you know, cramped or grouchy or grumpy or stale or flat or whatever it is. And just feel that and take a deep breath through that, breathing out through it. As you breathe out, make, make perhaps make the breathing first of all very conscious, not just a, a stale breath, but a full extended breath that goes right down into your through your abdomen. Make the in-breath something that's being pulled in from the lower part of the body as if you're just topping up fully, fully, fully as much as you need. It's kind of cleaning, using the breath to clean the stagnation and to steady the restless states of mind. So you can breathe through all kinds of things that you can't necessarily feel that good about. You're not saying you have to, you know, like things you don't like or feel fond of things, people you don't like, but you can at least breathe through them. Yeah. <laughs> so you get your kind of list of you know, characters you feel difficulty with in your mind and as you get one of those in your mind just kind of breathing through him or her. You know, like at least not freeze up, tighten up. 
And so sometimes that just that helping to, to come out of the lock, locked state in which we fix people a certain ways. Because locking, you know, locking on fixation, obsession, also has a bodily reference to it. You know, you're t- uptight, we call it. You know? So what's it like when you hold something in your mind that's difficult and just gently feel this rhythm of breathing through it? Softening, widening, flowing. Not trying to change it at all, but just breathing through it. Breathing through it. Some of the painful memories, the hurt feelings we have. So in this way we are mindful of the mind state without being drawn into you're bearing it in mind, but you're not drawn into it, you're not rejecting it, you're not making a comment on it. Just let the picture, however biased it may seem, however unfair it may seem, you know, you still feel this about somebody from twenty years ago and you think this is silly. But it isn't silly, it's just you haven't actually breathed through it yet. <laughs> so these things stay, the memories stay, they lock. And it's, it's an understood fact, actually, every time your mind goes to a memory, it changes it. So what you remember, every time you remember it, gets less and less an accurate representation of what actually happened but it gets to be a very accurate representation of what you feel about it. So you can see these images of your sense of pain or mistrust and these memories in the past become kind of almost allegories or representations of the hurt feeling or the mistrust we have or the nostalgia. The wonderful thing that was there 10, 15 years ago when the world was perfect, everyone was happy yeah. 15 years ago, and life was blissful. <laughs> of course it wasn't. <laughs> but, you know, you get those things, and every time you go to it, you just paint, your mind paints a little more colouring on that, depending on which particular flavour it has. So it's flavouring. The mind flavours things with its dominant um, it's dominant colour. We have colours associated with attraction and fondness and longing. We have cl- colours associated with distaste, disagreement, conflict. We have flavours which are f- fearful, uncertain. You know? So these colourings. Every time you brew, but then you just okay. You realise the mind basically does not accurately represent anything apart from its own flavours. And these can change. You you breathe through them. You actually change the energy basis. You change the fixedness just by breathing through it, bringing energy through it. It doesn't happen with one breath. But it can happen over a few days. Particularly if you notice places where, you, where you're in your body where you're tight, like you know, under your throat, your upper chest, where you're actually holding out. 
against accepting the feeling of hurt or mistrust or grief, you know, something we've missed. It's okay. So, so we're quite good at that. We have to be quite good at that. You know, that sense of just holding things, putting them on the shelf, putting them in a little box somewhere under the bed in the back room. <laughs> because, you know, life rolls on so quick, sometimes you just don't have time to process it. Or we feel that as long as we just kind of push it to one side and get on, that's the end of it. It's out of our, we can plug into the next series of ongoing events. We don't have to deal with this. It's messy, it's uncomfortable. Who wants to be with that? It's unfair, it's not right. Who wants to be with that? It's silly of me, I shouldn't feel that way. Don't just forget it, shrug. Yeah. Um, and you know, move on to the next thing. But actually it, d- it doesn't really happen that way. Mm. Somewhere or another it's left. You've got little little boxes buried in, in your body and as you breathe suddenly these boxes start to pop open and the worms come crawling out of them. <laughs> so and then as this we experience this, you actually gotta keep breathing through it. You know, places where we find ourselves squeezed. And there are two real um, you know, reference points. One is that you have a, a, a healthy or a pleasant sign. So you're, you're breathing, your energy, your walking, your general bodily flow, your bodily rhythm, your bodily senses is gentle, it's comfortable, it's light, it's not strained. Mm. So there's some sense of know, that which is agreeable, that which is restful. You know, bringing the sun restful, letting go, that kind of quality, gentle, relaxing, restful, and full. So with breathing, sometimes it's, um, you know, to stress that you have to breathe, let the breath be very complete, not just in the upper body, not just the top of your chest but all the way down because it's in, the, in that real release down through the diaphragm that you get something a sense of it, something involuntary you get a real coming out of your control under the belt under the midriff you're coming out of your control area you can't pin it anymore you can't hold it back you can just let it go and so that's a really useful um, thing to cultivate coming down into the abdomen also because the abdominal area is the area where um, you have this nervous um, center in the abdomen which gives you balance mm. it's your you know so if you, you know, if you stand 
when you close your eyes, then you will feel much more centered in your body because you can't rely upon your eye sense to hold your visual sense to hold you up. If you start to gently move, even standing on the spot, you'll almost certainly find yourself coming down into more aware of your abdomen because that's where this um, organizing occurs your internal sense of balance. Mm. It's one of our three brains. You have three brains. One wasn't bad enough, huh? (laughs) So one's in the heart, which deals very much with what's around me, relationship experiences, senses of that. And you have gut, which deals very much with the sense of balance and then the thinking brain, which organizes everything, creates the constructions. So when we come into the body, we're coming down to these two other brains, two other centers. Mm. Breathing through, breathing through the belly, breathing in, you can find yourself rising through the heart. Yeah, which is a so that there's a rhythm between the two. You're breathing out, releasing, coming down to that very fundamental, grounded sense of balance. And then, you, as the breath comes in, filling up, and you feel it opening through the chest. You get a sense of something unshielding the heart. Mm. And let your chest be swelled by that. So if you relax, let your breath fill, you get a a sense of expansion occurring. And then just tune into that because when you, this is where you get a sense of being in a space that's open and you don't have to shield yourself with. You're very, so here and now, the space around you is benevolent. And that's a, that's a very nice thing to just keep touching into, touching into. It doesn't happen with one breath, but over a period of time, you get the general overall feeling of feeling comfortable in your space, feeling there's a basic benevolence with you, rather than the basic sense of something you've got to deal with, or cope with, or work with, or protect, you know, do something with. And these are our you know, this is in our body, there is this possibility. Because yeah. right around you, right now, there is no problem, <laughs> you know, physically. So you just pick up that sense of that and let your nerve, your nerve endings drink that in. And you find with that a lot of the withdrawal the stagnation, the overexcitement, the agitations just start to soften and release. Also, so this is one reference, you can say that kind of basic healing, yeah, and you can always flavor that more with a sense of kindness towards yourself, towards others, 
towards everyone else in the room, you know, widening that sense of that. Metta, kindness, meditation. Just, you know, to, to anyone or to nobody in particular, just everywhere as you're breathing in. Also, we um, the other main reference is we have a continual something that monitors what's going on. So, you know, it maintains, we might say, the the sense of coherence, a sense of me, a sense of this is the some someone or something that, this ha- that all these things are happening to. As someone who receives this, you know, don't know what that, you know, we, who that is or what that is. It's beneath the identity, some sense of, you know, the person who's, he- the what hears this word is the same as what heard what I said yesterday, you know, or continuity, coherence. Something's keeping that going. Isn't that interesting? We take it for granted that every day you wake up, more or less, same person when everything has actually changed (laughs) you know everything has changed really and yet something seems to be the same even though you can add you know everything has actually changed so right now it's something that's being constructed you don't decide to do it you don't do it out of some obsessive, compulsive habit. It happens quite naturally. It's built in. Something maintains a sense of ongoing presence. When every item that you witness is changing. And first of all, we that's kind of in the background. You don't really notice it that much but (coughs) the more you meditate the more you just develop this ability to just keep witnessing the thoughts the feelings the sensations the moods are coming and going the more you become you know remarkably conscious of this ongoing sense of presence Mm. and everything you can name about it isn't it it's not happy, it's not sad, it's not interested, it's not inspired, it's not just... And yet there's this. It's a supervisor. Its sole function is just to maintain an ongoing sense of presence. Now for a meditator, that's a, that is a, a fundamental reference. It's not kind of some kind of enlightened esoteric state, it's just a function of the, of the system that all beings have, but normally don't make that much use of. You know, so what? But in meditation, when you really want to um, not center yourself in the ongoing flood and torrent of thoughts and feelings and emotions and sensations, but you can't really stop them either, you know, because stuff is coming out of the box, as it were, then, okay, well, I can at least go to this place where, you know, there's an ongoing sense of presence which gives one a feeling of stability, a way of witnessing, a way of being with what's happening without having to 
uh, fight against it or understand it or change in any way. Mm. So this is our kind of um, place we find some foothold for uh, learning the process of non-attachment. Of letting things shake down, of letting things sort themselves out. Um, yeah. And yet, uh, it's not about avoiding any of that. Because just holding this particular uh, scenario, meditation, you know, when you've unplugged from the ways in which we would normally override our residues by new input, you know, put on another CD as it were, you know, once you have this renunciant uh, function, which is important part of meditation, then you're becoming more conscious of the residues, the unresolved, the status quo of the system. You can't help but doing that. In fact, a lot of the practice is just about um, being able to be more fully conscious of that without uh, flinching or distracting or spinning out. And so this sense of the coherent presence is actually an enormous asset to make one, enable one to be more fully conscious of these changing phenomena, the risings and passings, the comings and goings. And this is strengthened by breathing, because your breathing um, remains a continual reference you know, it's an ongoing process, so you keep coming back to that, oh, here we are again, 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 again. It, 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 it very much emphasizes the sense of, um, of uh, a continuing reference point. And it also sh shifts your center away from your top brain, your thinking brain, down into your embodied brains. Where you can you can actually you know massage the the nervous energies in the system, so you get more and more relaxed into these fundamental embodied senses, which are not about adding anything; they're just about receiving and finding balance. So the head brain is the one that creates new stuff and organizes stuff, the bodily brains are just about assessing what's going on internally around you, your sense of who you are, your sense of presence. So every time you come back into your body and breathe through that, you enhance the ability to be present, to have a sense of coherence, to be able to witness. This is why mindfulness of the body is such an essential feature for maintaining ongoing witnessing, awareness, consciousness, you know, understanding. Hmm? Now normally we consider the 
thinking mind to be the one that understands. But the thinking mind organizes understanding into verbal patterns. Doesn't create understanding, it organizes it <laughs> into verbal patterns, which we, which we call understanding because we're very much impressed by these verbal patterns. But basically, what you're trying to understand you know, in this process is where is stress, where is the release from it? You know, the, the noble truths. Where is suffering, the origin, the arising of it, the rising up of it, the triggering of it, the gripping of it? Where does it stop? Where's the process of releasing that? And you can learn all that in your body. And recognizing that the body and the mind are not separate means we're just, if you like, not really, when we say the body, don't just mean this kind of meat and bones thing, but the embodied aspect of consciousness, rather than the abstract, conceptual aspects of it. Mm. Direct experience. And it's a different system there. It's much slower in some senses, because you often changing whole patterns, you know, it's rather like a, a way that uh, a living cr- system will gradually kind of evolve around something, where a plant will turn towards the light, where you can think in a split second, change a thought. You don't change uh, uh, an Im- embedded pattern like that. You have to just keep breathing into it, softening it, softening it and recognize that there's a fundamental intelligence in there that aligns itself to that which is the most clear, the most balanced, the truth, where you're in true. And the problem was we, we didn't quite get it. We, we, overrode, we overrode that with our ideas or our fears or our excitement or our desires. You kind of overrode that. Now you can come back and, you know, let it find its way, let it find its truth. I think this is really interesting because you can't impose a truth. You can't say, I'm going to be one of these tomorrow. I'm going to grow this. But you, you know, you can't have an idea of that. But you can recognize you can at least bear in mind, have faith that through letting go of the ideas, opinions, mm, the doubts, the uncertainties, through releasing that, energy will come back to the center, comes back to this coherent center, and and then it you what comes what you get constructed as comes out of that your truth arises out of the center not out of something imposed upon it so our practice really is to find the center which is presence trust it massage it keep leaning into it keep drawing from that draw its strength draw its clarity let it come through the whole body well, 
start to you know wit- use it as a witness of your impressions and inner voices and dusty states and whatever it is just uh, to sense them from that place keep revisiting from a place of health breathing through them till all of these things unfold and dissolve into the center and uh, again just to say once more you come to a topic of some concern something you should do or something you wish you didn't do or something somebody said or done or you think will happen or whatever the topics of your life try to acknowledge that and let go of the the concept the idea even the topic and just feel the basic emotion is it threat fear anxiety craving desire impatience is it contracted is it defensive ill will is it what is it you know just go to that the underlying emotional pattern then you've got less possibility of spinning out and creating a whole narrative out of it you know otherwise you get the topic and the she's this and he's that and they're that and that and I've got to this now the other and it just starts spinning and eventually you get war and peace gets written around that thing you know like a 25 volume chronicle because <laughs> that's what your thinking mind is designed to do it's designed to organize and create more so you want to come out of that targeting with thought just go to the, the feeling try to turn it the other way into how it feels in your body in where you feel it in your body how it affects your bodily sense breathing through that and again try it another way remember or recollect something that inspires you comforts you gladdens you draw that image into your mind see how you feel with that the the beautiful the lovely the gladdening the trustworthy how you feel with that take some breathing through that bring that into your system hmm? yeah or even the present the things that are difficult and yet here we could say we are warm we are safe we are cared for bring that into the system here we are free from harm free from abuse free from stress free from competition bring that into the system so just taking in some of the good messages and breathing that through the system mm.